We are going to move to the next. Uh, obviously, Gift of the Givers are uh, responding in a major way, and you can help them too. Uh, I'm going to start uh, by introducing Imtia Suleiman, as always, founder of Gift of the Givers. Thank you so much for joining us. Ah, good, good morning, Michelle. Thank you very much. You know, it could be afternoon, morning, I suspect, with you. As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no difference. Yeah, exactly. It's 24 hours, 48 hours in a day, 64 hours in a day. Yeah. Imtiaz, I want to just read something that's come up on our timeline um, WhatsApp. Someone says, the people of Malmuth and Zululand are starving. The shops were looted on Monday this week, and there isn't even a little spaza where they can buy just bread. Please, can somebody come and maybe sell us bread or fruits? What happens to a small town like this, and how does Gift of the Givers respond to that? It's very difficult in a small town, especially with other factors in, in, in mind. First of all, it depends how far it is from the city center. Secondly, the security on the route. Mm. Thirdly, the availability of fuel. Fourthly, the availability of your own staff to prepare items for those people. And fifth, the availability of stock, because most of the stock in all the shops have been totally destroyed. That being said, it's not always negative. You know, in, in disaster management, you always have to make a plan. You have to have uh, some kind of uh, backup plan or something you can do. Already right now, we've been rolling out since Wednesday, you yeah. know, if different types of items, but we'll go into that later. I got a call yesterday from the Minister of Agriculture, Minister Toko Didiza. Yeah. I was supposed to be meeting her this morning, but she was given an instruction to be in Lundi at 10 a.m., so I won't be able to see her. In any case, she mentioned to me yesterday that in that part of the world, there's 29 towns or rural areas completely out of stock. They have nothing. Everything is burned. There's no access to supplies. There's no stocks. And people are starving because they have nothing. Even if they have money, they're starving even though they have money because there's nowhere to buy goods. And, of course, there's not enough fuel to travel everywhere. So basically, yeah. they're stuck. And so I think that's why she got an urgent instruction for the president to get there early this morning. And I told her, yes, we will help you. You know, and we'll have to make arrangements to get stuff there. The good thing is there's quite a lot of stock. So there's no need for the KZN people in, in the country. There's no need to panic. There is supplies, you know, in, in, the, in KZN. There are stocks and people are making it available. So we're going to, I'm waiting for her to get back to me to see which areas exactly that require assistance. And then the good thing is, again, because, well, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but because of what has happened, communities have banded themselves together and they're very, very well organized. So people in every town have a, a mechanism where they will say, okay, in this area, so many people are affected. And it's easier, it's much easier to do this distribution now. You don't have to go door to door or call people out. You just drop it off at one point and they know exactly who needs the stuff. Yeah. And they will, and they will come and say, and, and, and right now we're saying we're not even selling the stuff. Whether you're a multimillionaire or you know, you, or you got no money in your house, right now it's circumstances, so we don't want your money. You know, we yeah. we, we, we just give you something, and when you're on your feet again and things are okay, you will help yourself out. You know, and one day you'll contribute, to pay it forward. So you know, we're not really interested in money because South Africans have been so generous, even in other areas, you know, where people there's affluence, but some people say, come to the checkpoint, there's hundred bread, hundred milk, one per house, kind of thing. We no, no money wanted; it's for free. And the same spirit we're going to keep in all other rural areas too. Imtiaz, uh, I understand that uh, Standard Bank have just uh, donated a large sum of money to support you in the process moving forward. Yes, 15 million. Yeah. Vodacom gave me 5 million. Shamil Joseph, CEO himself, from his personal money, gave me a million rand. I mean, talks with corporates, I don't know, is coming out of our ears. The whole country, you know, for, and that's the one side. I mean, MassMart was so badly damaged. Uh, Checkers and Woolworths have all come forward and tell, tell, us, tell us what you need. In spite of all the destruction, they said, just tell us what you need. 
I'd like that many, many companies have come forward. But the most heartening thing has been South Africans, you know, with the expats out of the country. Within yeah. 40, 48 hours, I started getting calls from Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, UK, Ireland, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, UAE. We're all setting up collection campaigns. We need to save the country. Imtiaz, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm stoking fear. Is this going to be a humanitarian crisis or can we resolve this quickly enough? There won't be a crisis. There won't be a crisis? No, there won't be a crisis because there's a system to follow. You see, what we're doing is there are able people and there are people who don't have the means. So yes. what do we do? In the meantime, and look, the whole case event has stood up in every district. People are trying to do what they can and stuff is coming from other parts of the country. So it's, it's community activism. It's community activism, which, you know, the entire South Africa is involved. We could, the, the, I mean, let me explain why there won't be a crisis. Big corporate companies are coming forward and said, look, we've got 5,000 staff, we've got 300 staff, we've got 1,000 staff. They don't have anything. So we're saying, okay. They said they would pay for the food parcels. We're saying don't pay for a five-day food parcel. Pay for a one-month food parcel. Now, if we supply all these food parcels to all these corporate employees in the, from the different companies, yeah. if we, in, in essence, take off, let's call it a grid system. In the grid, two million people need assistance. We pull out all those people from the grid. They don't go back to the shop. They stay out of the shop for the whole next month. And those people in, in other areas, that's the corporate employees. The second lot are people in communities. We say, okay, it's 500 year, 200 year, 100 year. We'll give you a full month, food parcel for a whole month. Take it. And like that, we try to cover as many as possible. Then all you need is bread and milk and some odds and ends. And then when you go to the shop while the shops are restocking, the pressure is not so big. Because the other people off the grid, they don't have to go shopping for one whole month. And the left, those who are left over, now go to the shop. And, you know, they don't have to wait in long queues. They're not in fear. Oh, my things are going to get finished. I'm not going to buy. I'm going to be in the end of the line. What's going to happen? I need to buy five of each item. You're not going to have that. Yeah. And remember, business is resilient. They will find a way. They will bring stock in. They will make things happen. We're not actually getting anything from anywhere else in South Africa. We're supporting KZN fully. We're buying everything in KZN. We can get the stuff. Imtiaz, it's always a huge pleasure to talk to you and uh, to find out the way forward. Very briefly, you talk about security, fuel and stock. Are you confident that uh, your, your stock can be taken down, talking of security and fuel, uh, with trucks or is this going to have to be airlifted? No, with trucks. They're You're on the road already. They've gone. They're on the road. Yeah, the fuel, the fuel trucks that came, huge amounts of them came to KZN yesterday. They're on the way. Trucks are coming through. The road is open. The defense force is on the ground. PSAPS is on the ground. And what was the most significant thing is for the president to do a walkabout in KZN in the rural areas, which is not very normal. We haven't seen that before. Yeah. Right? And the fact that the ministers are all here, it's like the government is sending a strong message. We are here for the country. Because let's put it frankly, Michelle, and I want everybody to understand this, that whoever started this is a traitor to the country. Yeah. Yeah. Makes no mistake about that. Because nobody in his right mind who wants the public to support their type of view will put young babies at, at risk that they don't have milk and they don't have food to eat. These people have they've ensured that the jobs of thousands of people have been lost because 40,000 businesses have been affected. They've destroyed pharmaceutical plants, which means people of all colors, including black, are going to suffer in the hospitals because these people traders have destroyed the, the pharmaceutical manufacturing capability. Because of them, ambulances were attacked, paramedics were attacked, people couldn't get to hospital and people have died. And people have died in hospital because nurses and doctors couldn't go to see to people even in the black hospitals. 
So we need to be understand very clearly that these people are not our friends. They are not a friend of the black, the white, the colored, the Indian, or they are not even a friend of humanity. They are a disaster and a total anti-patriot, and they need people have to separate themselves from them. What's going to happen next week when the food that you stole and you looted is finished? Where are you going to buy stuff from? Yeah. MTS Suleiman, we need to go. It's 8 o'clock. I want to say thank you very much for joining us. Uh, time for the news. Good morning.